This is Steve Addison for the Movements Podcast. Podcast for people who want to multiply disciples and churches everywhere. Today I'm talking to Burke Wilson, who's multiplying movements among students in Raleigh, North Carolina. I began by asking Burke, why focus on planting a church on campus rather than a church for the whole community? We, we have stayed focused on campus um, for a lot of reasons. One, when we moved to Raleigh, we tried to do a community thing and just have a, a campus ministry at NC State and UNC Chapel Hill. But as couples would come to our church and we, Barbara and I would sit down and talk with them, they were really having, they were a mess. Their marriages were just messes. And over and over again, they would say, I used to take God and the Bible seriously, but when I got to college, I pretty much forgot about him. And so when Barbara and I heard this and and we started getting counsel and we just started thinking, why are we here when people are at a crossroads in life earlier? Mm -hmm. Because when you're in college, as you know, you're, you are forming values that will take you for the next 30, 40 years. And if you have the wrong values, it's going to mess you off. It's kind of like if you're going to Mars and you're off like two or three degrees when you leave the orbit of the Earth, you know, by the time you get to Mars, you're not going to get to Mars because you're going to be so far off because you didn't start well. And so that was part barber in my heart. And so we um, we went to the church and said, "Hey, let's let's re you know reposition at least start having worship on campus and just see what God does." Well, in the course of about six months, probably ninety five percent of the church left. Okay. And, and so that was really hard um, because it, yeah, it was just difficult, very difficult time. Um, and uh, but when we got to campus at NC State. Um, and I realized that most of my sharing the gospel was more along the lines of in the pulpit and not in the trenches. So I realized I need to start doing this. I need to start um, going out uh, like I was doing with Steve Nelson back in Clemson. And so we just started sowing the gospel. And it was kind of funny, probably for about two or three years, I would not, I, I would say I never saw anyone pray to receive Christ cold turkey. Hmm. But as I was sowing, God was bringing people to our meeting, and I would meet with them, and they would get saved. And As and you're so, sowing, does that mean the people that you met when you were going out sharing, or are they just parallel to that? Yeah, it was. Um, I would go out, I would schedule a time, mm. and I still schedule a time. kind of like, you know, you, you schedule ex- exercise, you schedule a date with your wife. Um, you schedule your quiet time. Hopefully you schedule your quiet time. Uh, yeah. um, and so I just said, I'm going to schedule a time. You know, when I started out as an hour a week that I was going to go and just talk with people about where they were spiritually. I Initially, I used a survey, but um, now I just um, talk to people about, you know, when they think about the future, do they predominantly feel mad, sad, glad, or scared? And then I ask if I can pray for them or if God can do a miracle. Um, you know, and, and just, I get into the gospel that way, but I would use kind of a little intro Mm -hmm. and then say, you know, um, 
the, the, the diagnostic questions like, if you were to die and God were to say, Steve, why should I let you into my heaven? What would you say to him? And then based on that answer, I would go into the gospel. Mm. And, um, and so um, I'd, I'd see people who, yeah, would, uh, from that they would come to church. I never really saw you know, a person for about two years, mm. never really saw anybody saved. And then the Lord just started allowing me to see people saved and, um, and, uh, and be able to follow them up. And it's, it's almost like God just had mercy on me. He just said, okay, Burke, you're going to go out there and, you know, you've been doing it for so long. I better start letting you see some fruit because um, I, I don't, I view myself sharing the gospel more as a lordship issue mm-hmm. that Jesus is my Lord and he asked me to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Some people think because I do it a lot, that's my gift, mm. but my gift is more in wanting to build up the believer. Okay. And, okay. You know, yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, so it's more of a lordship issue. Um, and I, you know, so I would do it that way. And, um, and so we, we even started implementing a, um, uh, a training called outreach training, which was a, a whole semester long training of how to present the gospel with, you know, the nature of God, the nature of man, all this about 43 verses, you know, going through the Ten Commandments, you know, going through how sinful we really are, um, the the prophecies of Christ, the deity of Christ, you know, what does it really mean to believe? You know, and it, it took about an hour and 15 minutes to go through a presentation like that. And, and did you have to remember the 43 verses? Yeah, okay. it was part of it. You know, wow. we had to memorize and, you know, and, and we'd have about, you know, 15 to 20 people every yeah, um, spring yeah. semester go through that. Mm, mm. And, um, and they would go out and they, they again, they would give us an hour uh, a week of lab time. And, um, you know, so, um, the, uh, also, the, so I want to get back if I can about why we went on campus, mm, mm. because it's, it's more than just, um, people forming values, <laughs> but also realizing that, you know, for the, probably the first time, People do not have their support of their parents, and they're on their own. And if you're probably going to have more spiritual attack and more lies, you know, thrown out. And it seems like that every other group has focused on campus. So why why not the Christians? And we also even realize that though there are a lot of good ministries, there's something unique about church. In Ephesians 3.10, God's manifold wisdom is made known through the church. And so we, we wanted to make sure we weren't just doing Bible studies, but we were doing you know, church formation. Okay. And then okay. and, and another and, reason. Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. So, so you're forming churches that are campus-based. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. And another reason is because of all the internationals that come to college campuses, you can reach the world without really having to go out of the country. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so that just, it just made sense. I mean, there are other reasons, but um, it just made sense to be a lot more strategic if, we're, if we really understand God's heart is to make disciples of all nations. If that's his passion, then if I love him, and, and you know, i got to be practical in this and, and just think, okay, how strategic can I be with uh, my limited resources? 
So we, we started focusing on the college campus and um, let everything kind of blossom from there. And now we've kind of spilled over into the campus community, the apartment complexes and the neighborhoods around the campus. But the trunk of our tree is still campus. Mm-hmm. And so the fruit falls sometimes close, sometimes it bounces and rolls other places. But we, we try to even instill and equip people that if, uh, if they go through our small group training, when they graduate, they basically have the spiritual DNA to start a small group that they can become a church. Okay, and so your intention is not just to win and, and disciple young people, but you want to train them to, make, to share the gospel, make disciples, start groups and churches. Right, right, yeah. Because, again, I mean, when you're thinking about 7 billion people, um, you know, it's, we've got to multiply. And, and so um, that's uh, – and we were kind of going through our process, and in one sense we were pretty comfortable with it. And then three years ago we met Jeff Sundell. Mm-hmm. And we – you know, um, our leadership core read T for T. And so we started making some adjustments because we were, as we read T for T, we thought, wow, our, our expectations, though they're good – they're really small compared to what they could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you, you look at Ephesians three twenty about, you know, our God is able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond all we can think or imagine. And, and so just even think, okay, if we're imagining this, then what can God do more? And so I think T for T helped us have that mindset that, uh, okay, let's dream a little bigger. Mm-hmm. And, and so, um, so we started making some adjustments with our small groups, um, the probably the the biggest adjustment we made was going back to our home group leaders, and we just changed their name to say you're really home group trainers. Okay. You, we we don't want you to lead a meeting because that's what it kind of led into. We want you to be not a leader of a group, but a trainer. And in light of that. We, we want you to train people. Are they really being in the word? There's an expectation that, yeah, you're going to be in the word every day to obey it. There, there is an expectation that you're going to learn how to share your faith on a consistent basis. And, and, we, you know, and you've got to learn how to really group with us, gather with others who want to do the same. And so the, those, are the, those are the things we say we, you, we're going to be a training now rather than just a meeting. Hmm. And, um, and so th- things, you know, things kind of ebb and flow. Uh, you know, it, it seems like whenever we, we, um, every, um, January we do our small group training. And so we, um, uh, again, the last three years because of, um, meeting Jeff and, and T for T, we, we, um, we reinstill those values, kind of like an, uh, an alignment of a car, you know, you're going to go through bumps during the year or the semester, but let's get the car aligned. And uh, so we kind of remind everybody this is what we're trying to see happen. And so um, we just uh, – it, it wasn't a random goal, but because of Leviticus 26 verse 8 says five will chase 100 and 100 will chase 10,000, we said, God, would you in the, in, the, in the course of time, would you give us 10,000 multiplying small groups? 
And so we just started praying for that. And, and uh, because your heart's the world, so let's, let's you know, believe something about those lines. But we also realized, well, we don't even have 100 multiplying small groups. So that's the first stage to say, okay, God, take our current small groups and um, bring up enough laborers and disciple makers to where we have 100 and then take that 100 and, and see 10,000 made. Now, I'm, I'm assuming those 10,000 aren't going to be all at, at Raleigh. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where, what's the vision for well, the camp? Well, vision is um, initially it's um, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, um, and again, we're, we, we're looking at the college campuses like, um, you know, UNC Charlotte, um, you know, um, East Carolina, UNC Wilmington, UNC Chapel Hill. You know, um, there, there's, a, there's a circle, kind of like a three-hour drive circle that we have targeted different universities. And so we're, we're just believing that either one of two things will happen. Um, during our fall breaks or spring breaks, we send teams out to some of these campuses to just um, do sowing the gospel and sharing the gospel and see if kind of like in Acts 16, how Paul ran into Lydia, you know, would we run into some people who want to be disciples and disciple makers? Um, that's one thing we do. Another thing we do is um, about a year and a half ago, a group of friends graduated and three of them took jobs in Charlotte. And so the rest of the friends moved down with them and they got jobs. And so they just took the spiritual DNA they'd learned here at NC State and started doing it all over in uh, at UNC Charlotte. And, uh, and so I go down there every other week just to, t- to touch base with them um, and to see them face to face. And, and they, right now they have about 17 groups. And, and so, uh, so that, that's how we're going to see the 10,000 kind of up um, here and overseas, both in our region, um, you know, North Carolina, first, kind of like Acts 1-8, you know, we'll be as witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the othermost. So we're kind of thinking that progression. And so, um, so the guys that, that um, now where did they go? They went to Charlotte. Charlotte, yes. They took jobs. So they're not going as students, but they're going to work and live in Charlotte with the campus in their sites. Right. Is that right? right. Yes. Okay. And so they, they do basically like when, when Barbara and I were having kids, we had an agreement that there would be certain nights that she would be on her own and I would be on campus. And then there would also be certain nights that after the kids went down, I would be on campus. Now this was when we were young. I, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I mean, I'm, I'm almost 60 now, so I, I don't have the same pattern, but um, initially, we just had that agreement, and we would use our home as a base that we were close enough to campus to where we'd have people over and have meals and Bible studies, and but also just you know, it, it worked. I, I even worked for UPS mm-hmm. um, for um, a good part of the time, and so I would. That's how how I would have to you know work my schedule. Um, to where um, it wasn't until I moved back over to Raleigh that I was full-time um, and being released to be more intentional. So these guys will just they'll start out uh, bivocational or, 
Either that or it'll be, this is their major ministry. Right. And you've taught them to do in Raleigh Mm -hmm. uh, what you want, what they need to do in Charlotte. Yes, yes. And not just to form, not just to win and to disciple and form groups. Mm -hmm. You've taught them to form church. Right, right, right. Because it isn't one of the challenges with university ministry is... You know, we have them for that intense time. Their commitment uh, for some of them goes through the roof and it uh, does well. Right. Then they go and they settle down in a settled church with a settled mm-hmm. job and a settled family. Yeah. And it's off the radar. Yeah. Um, so have you found this is giving those graduates, you know, a fresh challenge and helping to keep them in the game and not just be dominated by, you know, settling down. Right. Definitely. Definitely. I, you know, they, they, um, they are in the game. They understand their purpose. Um, they understand the struggle. Um, and it is as they're starting to have babies there, um, cause some of the couples are having babies. Mm-hmm. They're having to work through what Barbara and I worked through. Um, and, um, but, uh, they're, they see the need. I, um, uh, they see what's happening. And um, they've experienced, um, they've been on the receiving end of that sort of ministry when they were with you and with the team. Right, right, yeah. Now, what what does it look like to form church on campus? Because <laughs> normally ministries are, Campus ministries are even opposed to the idea because they'd say, well, now we're competing with the churches or churches say you're taking away our young people. You know, so what does that look like, um, you know, for you and others to be forming church with, uh, I guess, their existing believers and new believers? Right, right. Yeah. A lot of it, you know, that's a great question. I um, Some people don't want church. Hmm. There, there's some people who... They want to go to a church and hear a message and have a good singing time and then do their own thing. Mm. Now, there are people like that. And then there are people who, for some reason, it's kind of funny. I sat down with a freshman and uh, uh, wanted to find out where they were spiritually. I ended up sharing my testimony, asked them for their story. Then I went over um, our, um, oh, I didn't mention this, that we have reduced our presentation of the gospel from 43 verses to five. Okay. I can do five. Yeah, we can do five. <laughs> we can do five, you know, and, um, and that's, a, it's very reproducible. Mm. And then but we still also offer the outreach training class mm. as a go deeper to really understand your salvation more. Yes. So we haven't totally thrown that away. Yes. We just, um, so anyway, with this freshman, I went over, hey, this is, um, I went over our story. They had a story. Went over the gospel presentation and said, hey, we're trying to make sure everybody on NC State's campus hears this. Mm. We want it to be hard for people to go to hell at NC State. Mm. And, and I asked them, I said, well, do you want to join up with us? And they said, yeah. And then five minutes later, they said, well, let me ask you this. Would you recommend any good campus ministries? And I I'm kind of looking at them saying, what? You know, I mean, why would you need a campus ministry when you got us? Mm. But it's just kind of like it's what they've been taught, you know, by their other churches when they uh, their home churches find a good campus ministry. They're not even being told to find a good church. Mm. 
Mm. So kind of, you know, so we go, you know, go over some things about what is church and and, um, and just remind people that we are here to obey. You know, what is it in First John uh, about um, this is what love is, that we obey God's commands. And so if God commands us to baptize the people we see saved, we don't need to let somebody else do it. We need to do it. Mm. And so if God commands us to take communion, you don't need to have a pastor administering communion. You just need to have, you know, some humility. And and so don't don't let your structure restrict you from obeying God's word. Mm. And let's just do it and see what what God does. So we we, we try to remind everybody about, you know, just um that um every group has the responsibility to obey God's word. Mm. And that includes Baptism that includes sharing the gospel. It includes baptism. It includes communion. It, in, it includes just you know um, things like that. Yeah. And so um, it it is a it's a paradigm shift for a lot of people mm. because uh, and we've even had to say look you know we understand you still want to be uh, part of your mom and dad's church mm. that you know but so we allow for dual membership or yeah. you know that hey you, you're here you know. Um, it's kind of like even thinking like a, um, a, a, a sports team, a college sports team. You've got the student, you've got the athletes there for four, maybe five years, and then they move on. And so we've had to have that mindset that we, we've got people for four or five years. And even in, you know, let's say normal churches, mm. the way they are, they only have people for four or five years. Yes. Maybe it's even that long. Yes. You know? And so at least we know that up front. Mm. And so we prepare for it. Every year it's a new year. It's a new recruiting time, uh, you know, and re- recruiting, you know, um, the, the first couple of weeks we are looking for believers um, who, because of, you know, Jesus saying, you know, you look after those who are my brothers in Christ, mm. after me. So they're strangers in a new land. And so we look after them, but we kind of real quickly bring them up to speed about, hey, this is what we're believing God to do with grace, and do you want to join in with us? Mm. And um, some do, and others say, well, let me just fall back to just some of the other things y'all are doing. Let me just attend Sunday morning. Mm. And that's, you know, we work with that and just trust God's timing. And um, and so... And, and we, so you small groups then, mm-hmm. do they... Are they considered to be church, or is there a network that forms the church on campus? There's more of a network that forms the church. Mm. I would say our home group, um, those see themselves as church. And and we even make mention when we gather on Sunday morning on campus, we say this is really a collection of Mm. our house churches. Mm -hmm. And so if you're not connected with a house church, get connected. Yeah. And so, um, but we, but each home group has what we call starter groups or um, um, discovery groups. They'll have like um, the, one home group has six different, you know, starter groups, discovery groups that people from that home group have started some basic um, foundation like creation to Christ or the stories of hope, just kind of laying out just. Do they understand the gospel? And they're using a discovery Bible study approach. 
Right, right. So, so there could be half a dozen people, they're connected as, as part of a, a home church or a church mm-hmm. that meets in a home, mm-hmm. but then each one of them may be facilitating uh, multiple groups out in the campus for people who are making their journey towards Christ. Right. And those groups can either then join in with the central one or form new groups on campus. Right. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. And what about the ones, because I think you were saying, um, you know, the campus-based groups, uh, we're also planting out into the surrounding community. Is that just with students or uh, are you just taking a community approach and whoever's there will reach? That's a great question. I, I, I it, in one sense, it is just we'll reach anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but we ask our home group trainers to pick an area of focus. In the school year, everybody can pick a dorm, and usually they do. Mm. But some people, like this summer, there were only two dorms open, so some of the other home group trainers decided to pick. Um, apartment complexes close to the campus. And usually those, there are some home groups that have more families than students. Yeah. And so it just seemed more natural for them to pick the neighborhoods than the mm. campus. Mm. And so, um, so yeah, we, so we've spread out a little bit. So we're not just campus, but yes. we've spread out. And, it, and so sometimes like the, uh, um, the home groups that have targeted an apartment complex, they they'll see you know groups started for, with um, families or students. Um, so and do those groups necessarily tie in with the church, the gathering of churches on campus, or do they? Uh, it, it, yeah, that um, we don't rush that. Hmm. Eventually, we want that, hmm. but we don't rush it. We'd, we'd much rather them be, you know, um, connecting with Christ and the word and connecting with their, you know, their, their network of friends. Mm. And then eventually, you know, they'll, they'll understand, you know, understand that, hey, yeah, let's let's go to the mother church. <laughs> yeah. Or they so. they might be the nucleus of a new network of churches. Right. Yeah. Um, this has potential to go broader doesn't it? Yeah. To, to yeah. other campuses. Um, if somebody is willing to go to another city and start something, then I'm willing to drive, you know, and I, I, I've asked the students to keep it within a three-hour drive because I figure I can go down there in the afternoon, get on campus and get with them, meet with them and their core, and then get back before midnight. Um, but, um, yeah, we, we've got a group of friends that are about ready to graduate next semester, and they're looking at um, Wilmington, North Carolina. So there's Wilmington, there's um, uh, East Carolina and Greenville, North Carolina. There's UNC um, Greensboro. The, um, like I said, there's Fayetteville State. There's North Carolina Central. There's um, uh, UNC Chapel Hill. There's um, you know um, UNC Pembroke, which is in Lumberton. So they're, they're uh, you know the, the options are endless. People have graduated. And they've gotten jobs in the area. Um, sometimes they don't have the time to really be with your normal college student. 
But they do have time to be with an international student mm. because the international student, they're all about the books. Mm. And, and so they don't have the time that an undergrad does. So when you get a job and, you know, it, it's pretty, you know, th- this area is pretty, you know, it's high tech area. So, um, but some of the guys who have those jobs, they will shift their, their focus from undergrads to internationals. Okay. And so we're starting to see, um, you know, just Indians, Chinese, you know, um, uh, you know, connecting with us. Yeah. So that's been exciting. Yeah. Okay. And so uh, we've talked about it already, but another big win for this is that because you're mobilizing students during their university years, not just with evangelism, disciple-making, but also church formation. Mm-hmm. It means wherever they go on the planet, they know what to do. Yeah. And they, that's, that's they, can, they can make disciples, form groups, form church, um, based around those principles that you've taught them. Right. And, and yes, and, you know, that's a good point too, Steve, because to even in our, our, our membership class and at other times, we will remind people that when our dream is that when you graduate, you will not have to find a church. You can be a church. <laughs>